Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Rob McIntyre and Trace Armstrong. Looks like Rob McIntyre just left. We'll see if he comes back. Everyone was hoping to get an update on the event that he was at when he missed the last patron episode. We are here to talk about episode eight of the challenge, Rider Dies. We're going to try something a little bit different this week. We're going to start off with the Fast Five, since it seems to be a crowd favorite, and then we're going to go in from there. So to let everyone know what the Fast Five is, it's kind of just our way that we kind of did a do a quick recap of everything that happens in the episode, just so we can say that we at least discussed it. Episode starts, Amber B comes back, and she's happy that she won. One, Nelson says that uh, he had to make a tough decision by throwing in Amber B and Chauncey. Amber B and Michelle celebrate in their rooms. Uh, they talk about how Nelson did a favor to her by blindsiding her and helping motivate her to win. I don't really get the <laughs> amount of visibility that they gave the Amber B Michelle stuff this episode. Oh. It was so weird. That, we haven't gotten into it because we'll get to it in a little bit. Weirdest storyline in the episode by far was how Michelle didn't give Amber good enough hugs, so they had like. A and few, people like, wonder what, why what the cast that? doesn't like Amber. They wonder. They <laughs> wonder. So weird. I just don't get why um, they even added this in. There wasn't anything. So I'll, I'll say it right now. I, I like this episode. I thought it was really good. I thought good. it was good too. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was a like borderline great episode. There was, if it wasn't for some editing and content like this, like I mean, I thought it would have been like really, really good. Um, Maybe they just felt they needed to give her something to do. Like she, she's, she's there's just she more interesting with, people they could know. focus on instead of that crap. I don't, she, she just they just felt like I, that's what would be only my only thing it's one michelle and jay go home this episode she wants them to have some visibility but then also let's just give amber something to do she's, she's been a no-show so far this season they say nielsen will get what's coming to him michelle says that amber and chauncey are her number ones we get to the workout montage that happens seemingly multiple multiple times an episode at this point narice uh says that her and nelson have been playing the game perfectly after that, Nelson yeah. and Olivia flirt with each other. Olivia says that Nelson makes her feel special. I did think that they did a good job editing <laughs> yeah. the build up to Nelson's decision at the end of the episode it when was it came great to great editing. Is Nelson like is Nelson like like low key the, like, like the best smooth talker in the history of the show? Every season he's got women like falling head over heels. What are you talking about? You just you don't think so? No, <laughs> not at all. What if- I was being someone for. Sh- Last season, he had Smashy going crazy all about him. He had a burn all over him. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that Berna is exactly like a gem. Like nothing against Berna, but like I think Ashley. I, I, how much? How much of? How much of everything that went on with Ashley? Do you think was her just trying to get screen time and was kind of just jealous because she was essentially oh, she know. was essentially only je- in, interested in Nelson because there was another girl that was encroaching on her territory. I think that's probably a well, lot they came of what in it. Was. They came in as like a quasi couple. That's not what it sounded like. It sounded like they were like hooking up when they came into the house, and that's what was going on. I guess that's what I meant. Yeah, that's that's not what a couple is. A quasi couple. That's in like I I I think that they came in. Yeah, they came in hooking up, and then he she seemed to be under the impression she did not like what he was up to after they got started. I just find it interesting that it seems like he he as much as anybody on the show right now. It's just him and Fessy always have women that are falling all over them seemingly. We get a scripted scene in the in the next scene between Devin and Anissa. Uh, Devin tells Anissa that she works really well with Jordan. Conversation is completely staged. Uh, they show the history between Anissa and Jordan. And at this point in time, I think to myself, okay, well, I mean, I, I guess that this means that Jordan and Anissa are going to win the mission or they're going into elimination. Yeah, right. Especially... The comment that immediately falls after follows that is Jay says that he is going to go in if Anissa and Jordan go in. So they completely oh. telegraph this. They need it's a, just, they need every a, time. They need to cut this shit out. This was dual this one is, level foreshadowing. This is, this is the issue that I have with the editing uh, this season and in the recent past. But I will say, like we did before, the editing that they gave with Nelson and the decision that he has to make between Olivia and Fessy this episode... Very good. I really like how they built built that up. It's just my my thing is like everyone who's watched the show beyond this episode knows that Jay and Jordan have had something of a feud, right? Like this is not like oh ground revealing information. Jay thinks he's going to get thrown in if Jordan would. We all know that. You don't need to tell us that. Like to make it that obvious is just tipping away people who actually watch the show. They have a fortieth birthday party for Johnny. Nani throws it. 
uh, for him. They sing happy birthday. I think this is a really cool moment. As Johnny goes up to uh, the group, Horatio comes around him. And I don't know if he shoves whipped cream or cake on his face, but it's a funny it's moment. Mariah, Mariah goes up and gives him a kiss. And Tori says that she, at the end of the day, doesn't trust Johnny but he, because he's going to do whatever it takes to win. And then they show another confessional with Cha- Chauncey and Amber B that pretty much reciprocates as much. After that, we get in a converse, get a conversation between Fessy and Nelson. And they talk about how Nelson's relationship with other people in the house and how he may have close relationships with other people in the house, but there are other people that have closer relationships with those people, which I thought was very interesting. Um, And I think definitely Uh kind of, it it speaks to the format of the game this season, where even if you have good relationships, it doesn't necessarily mean a lot because the amount of people that can get thrown into elimination. And we're at the point now where there are so many people that get, that get thrown in relative to how many people are left in the house. Fessy says that he hasn't made up for betraying Nelson from season past and that he feels like he shouldn't have done what he did in going in against Nelson in all brawl. And Nelson pretty much says that he doesn't feel like he wants to get, he he doesn't need to get payback, uh, for Fessy. So, I mean, they're pretty much telegraphing everything that goes on at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's my only thing is it's just like, man, I wonder where this is going the whole time they're airing all this content. We get to the mission. We're going to fly through the mission here. We, we, we don't really need to talk about much. Jay and Michelle do well. They montage through a bunch of people. They randomly show Devin and Tori go, which I thought was interesting. They show Johnny and Nani. And before Johnny and Nani go, I did not think this was going to be something that Johnny and Nani would do good at. Johnny surprises, does very well, and I think this may be evidence to the idea that he wasn't necessarily giving his best effort in some of the missions previously this season. Well, I think that's part of it. I think he realized now that like, he probably honestly shouldn't have been sandbagging as much as he was earlier because they did go up for elimination a couple times. And I, I mean, like, I feel like if you've been experienced in the show, that's something you've learned how to walk across cars because that's really something you're going to need to know how yeah. to do. So he's probably much more experienced walking across cars than some of his more athletic younger cast yeah. members. Well, Johnny talks about uh, the one thing with this mission. Johnny talks about how Go he ahead. does like okay, a sorry. lot of gymnastics type training and a lot of agility style training. So yeah. like this is the type of mission that he can excel at with the type of training he does these days. My main issue with this mission, as the, the cars think about it, like we'll rag on that. This has been the first one they've really done this season. Hopefully, it's not too many of them. Uh, like the female part part of this seems very insubstantial. Like they, did, they, they, they do absolutely car, nothing. They grab the, they do they nothing. Grab the car, they, grab, they grab the thing out and then they pull it back. I didn't see a single instance of any female who was like behind their male counterpart. Like they were always ahead, waiting for the waiting for them to grab the thing. Whether it was Jordan and Anissa, Tori and Devin, everybody was well well ahead of their male uh, counterpart. When I saw what the format of the mission would be, my initial reaction was, "This is made for Jordan," and that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly what happens. (laughs) Jordan and Anissa win. And as TJ tells them that they are the winners and that they need to go nominate four people to be up for interrogation and everything else that goes along with the people who who win the mission, Johnny says, quote, gee, I wonder who the fuck they're going to be (laughs) in regards to the people that are getting thrown directly in. Uh, I started dying laughing when that happened. I thought that was hilarious. We get back to the house. The Vet Alliance celebrates. Fessy uh, says that he hopes that Anissa can save him. Uh, J.S. Chauncey, uh, in the next scene, if he should just start packing now uh, to go into elimination. (laughs) And we get into the deliberation. They came up with three names really quick. Jay and Michelle, Nelson and Norris, Horacio and Olivia. And then it comes down to the final pair that should get thrown in. And they need to decide between Amber B. and Chauncey or Fessy and Mariah. They decide to go with Fessy and Mariah, which... We can talk about later what we think about that decision. We get to interrogation and there's a comical scene between Michelle and Jay and Anissa and Jordan. I think it was pretty like par for the course for Jay and Michelle. And I guess Michelle to try and say that they're still open to something potentially happening between them where they might be able to save each other in the future. Uh, I thought it was interesting that she mentioned that there could be a twist coming up that could shake up how the size of the house look, which, based on TJ's commentary at the end of the episode, seems somewhat prescient. 
Um, I mean, that's, that's you got to try to do it because what else are you going to do? But it's, it's just the it's, it's just the language that she uses. People don't trust her anymore because she says where we could potentially help each other out. That's not what they want to fucking hear. They need to say they need you to hear. They need to hear you say we will save you if we win again. That's what they need to hear. Yeah. If you want them to listen to you at all, they know they don't need to hear you like give a bunch of qualifications on the ways in which you might be able to help them in the future. It's like how the U.S. men's national team's official chant is "I believe that we will win" instead of just "I will win." You want to hear? You want to hear some confidence uh, behind what they're saying? It's just I don't know. Jordan pretty much sums up the reasons why Jay and Michelle ended up the way that they finished this season at the end of the episode. Yes, and we'll I was talk about bring that more. Yeah. But I think that's pretty much a summary of this their season. Uh, for the eight episodes that they were on. We get to the next interrogation. Uh, Jordan tells Horatio and Olivia that they're kind of collateral collateral damage in what's going on. And he tells them that they're not lucky. They're actually good. Uh, when Olivia tries to suggest that they're just happy to be there. And he kind of pushes home the idea that they're not, they shouldn't be happy to be there. They're actually a good team, which I think is, is definitely very true. In the next scene, we get Olivia and Fessy, or excuse me, uh, Mariah and Fessy, in their interrogation. Of course, Fessy brings up the fact that when they won earlier in the season, they didn't put them in, given there were way more teams to be able to choose from. Yeah. And before that, I missed uh, Nelson and Arise can't come in. They talked to Jordan and Nisa. And really what they focus on here is what they would do if it came down to picking between Fessy and Olivia, they don't even really talk about anything else and again, b- beside that in their interrogation. And again, like my, I, I didn't, find, I didn't like this episode quite as much as the past two episodes. And I think the editing was a little over transparent this episode. I mean, effectively, the focus on this with Nelson and Reese, like, I mean, come on, man. Like, no, nobody is surprised. But the editors are the episode when they're talking about this. And that that combined with a relatively predictive outcome once Jordan and Anissa won had me a little bit lower on the episode, even though I still thought it was good compared to a couple other episodes. After interrogation, we get a conversation between Fessy and Nelson, and he says that he was pretty much just looking for a reason that he could throw in. Uh, uh, does that happen now? Uh, scratch that. Forget that. Uh, we get to... Amber B talks to Chauncey. This is where Amber B talks about how she was upset that uh, Michelle wasn't necessarily so didn't give her the best hug. She didn't necessarily uh, <laughs> embrace her the way that she felt like she needed to be embraced. And again, I say, and just, people wonder why the cast does not like Amber. These are the types of things just, they live she, with for eight weeks. Yeah, like th- think about that. You got to deal with curious. Rob. You got to deal with this every day. That's a thing. Like, we, I would just, did she engender any sympathy with with her uh, histrionics this episode? Like, you think no. anyone's like, wow, I really sympathize with no. Aaron's, but her friend did not give her a good enough hug when her friend was up for elimination. No. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, if you're if you if you're like if you're a friend, let's say your friend like was wanted to become an attorney and they failed the bar exam. They just found out they failed the bar exam. A lot of times, the first reaction isn't going to be like, oh, I want to be warm and like like they're you have to let them like digest it how they digest the situation. It's very self-centered and paranoid. Extremely self-centered and paranoid, yes. We get the club scene. Nerese says that she's excited to get to know Jordan. So this is building up to what's going to happen next episode, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. After that, Nelson and Mariah talk. Nelson talks about uh, who he would pick if he pulled the safe card. Amber B. uh, in the next scene talks to Michelle and... They talk about the hug, and in bold, in my notes, I have, I can't believe I'm watching this. Uh, After that, (laughs) Anissa and Fessy are together. Fessy says that it's, he he pretty much tells Anissa that he thinks it would be messed up if he would, if he's the main vote, based off of the history that they've had together. That's the end of the club scene. We get the workout montage, and after that, in one of the last couple of scenes before the final or before the elimination, Olivia and Horatio talk. Uh, Olivia says that she kind of sees the possibility that I don't necessarily get why they even throw through this in because I don't think anyone was buying this, but she said that she could see the possibility of them being the team thrown in directly. So the three vets could have to fight over each other in turn 
someone had to turn I mean, we literally just heard jordan call her collateral damage right? yeah like, like if somebody's collateral damage they're not going to be the direct no. then she talks about how in the event that she is in the draw with nelson and nelson were to pick this the safe dagger that she doesn't want nelson to feel obligated to choose her she wants nelson to want to choose her which i i think there's a lot of credence to there is uh after that uh, yeah i mean from a gameplay perspective i think at that point to me it doesn't matter like choose me for whatever reason you choose me we're looking at function here but certainly in a relationship standpoint obviously you want to be obligated to be with you yeah uh in the last scene before elimination uh nelson says that he doesn't want to make a decision between olivia and fessy and yuri says that they don't want to pick the safe dagger which i think is absurd and well nelson... i mean i think from their standpoint i don't see i guess you're why... right yeah you're right. they're, they're so confident that the other parties are both going to pick them because they have no relationship to the other group seemingly. So yeah. I, I can see where he comes from. Yeah, I agree with that. Nelson says that he's uh, put his feelings ahead of him himself in the past, and that's why he's never won a final, which I kind of rolled my eyes when I heard that. The reason why he hasn't won a final is because he never took breaststroke lessons. That's why he hasn't won a final. If, if he just can swim on an invasion, he, he probably does CT. We get to the elimination. Jordan gives his speech. They throw in Jay and Michelle. And this is where we get to the draw. Olivia and Horatio do not pick the safe dagger. And I thought it was kind of weird that after Olivia and Horatio do not pick the safe dagger and Fessy and Mariah do not pick the safe dagger, they kind of spliced in a maniacal laugh of TJ, like he's loving everything that's going on. And you know that didn't happen in real time. And I don't get You why also know he has no clue. I don't get why they're trying to depict TJ in this way. Like, I don't think that's beneficial for the show as a product. Do you? It, it's funny because I feel like in terms of how TJ is portrayed, we talk, we can put this for the survival line, how Probst is portrayed. Is like TJ is portrayed as this like maniacal overlord. This is how they want him to be seen. It's like, oh, this guy who's like in control of everything. He's at the control room. He's making the final. He's making all the missions. He's the one in charge of everything. We all actually know this is not the case. TJ is a, a jokey figure who they have around because he's easy to get along with. Whereas Probes, I feel like, is kind of the opposite, where they like portray him as like, oh, he's one of the cast. He's like with everything that's going on. And actually, he's really pushing the buttons behind the team. Yeah, and he's one of the accounts, big main very... producers of the show. Yeah. And by all accounts, he is very much driven towards making the show a good product and knowing what knows, knows about pretty much everything that's going on. So I think that's an interesting dichotomy. For whatever reason, they just want to, they want to push TJ as he's like this titan in charge of everything that's happening. Nelson has to pick between Olivia and Fessy. Johnny starts laughing. Johnny narrates the entire situation at Confessional, and I think he did a really good job of that. Nelson says that she's going, or excuse me, Nuri says that she's going to let Nelson decide who to pick. Nelson saves Fesky and Mariah. We can wait to talk about whether or not we think that was a good decision or a bad decision. Olivia and Horatio will go in against... Uh, Olivia and Horatio will go in to elimination versus Jay and Michelle. The elimination spun out. I thought this was a great format for a mission. The veterans realize, or pretty much all the people rooting against Jay and Michelle realize, the more noise that they make makes it more difficult for jay and michelle to hear actually what's going on we never really got a good idea of how close this was if they Mm -hmm. told if someone told me that they got completely dusted in this i would not be surprised because it seems like it was just extremely difficult to communicate with your partner with the amount of noise going on yeah i uh, the other part of it too with any puzzle like this is how close are you at any point, really? Right, like Michelle and Jay could have had the could have just been going about the entire process the wrong way, or they could have had, or they could have had the puzzle correct and they just needed to move it like one thing over. You know, who knows? Well, yeah, um, I mean, that, that's what we they, they pretty much. They, I think the editors did a good job of that, right? Because at the mm-hmm. beginning of the elimination, when Jay asked how many puzzle pieces there are, Michelle says there are four puzzle pieces, and then they go to a visualization where they count out one, two, three puzzle pieces yeah i mean maybe it just feels because we're in this season so i recognize them i just feel like we've had a lot of elimination significantly impacted by crowd interference to this point yeah and we can talk about our larger I mean, I feel like our opinions kind of and aired on that well i guess so we're, did you have an issue with it in this episode Let, let's talk about it just... later Let, let's talk about it later okay. it, it, it's come up in 
a lot of times recently. It came up in All Stars three, and then did it come up in? It came was up that this season? Was Lies that in and USA? Allies a lot? Well, 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 I think that this episode with the Turbo and Tamara elimination episode, it came up. Yeah, that's college, what it was. That one, he just he just had no shock based on the crowd was interacting. All right. Jay was in Jay and Michelle were in kind of a similar position here. Let's let's finish this up. We're almost there. So Olivia okay. and Horatio win. Uh, <laughs> I guess something that I thought was really funny before they win, when Jay and Michelle couldn't hear each other communicating back and forth or speaking back and forth, Jay just turns to the stand and she says, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> He's pretty much just at his wits <laughs> end here. And he is not happy when he loses. He's a pretty sore loser. And as they lose, Jordan sums it up. He says, this is not Survivor. You come back and play season after season if you're good. Your rep- reputation stays with you. And... If the game has taught them anything, they don't know how to play this game very well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty pretty much what it comes down to for Jay and Michelle this season. That they tried to they tried tried to play both sides too many much. They tried to make relationships, burn them, and hope they wouldn't come back to bite them. And that's just not the way that it works in the challenge. Um, because well, I guess it's, what you th- what do you think they should have done differently, dude? They fucked up so many times. They should have they they needed to be more deliberate with how they played. They tr- that that whole conversation that they had with Jordan and Nisa right before they go into uh, deliberation to nominate teams, and then oh, they throw in Jordan and Nisa right after they told him they wouldn't. Then last or a couple of weeks ago, when uh, Jack and Laurel go home. They promised Jack and Laurel that they would not get thrown in again, and they go right back and break that. And while that doesn't necessarily affect them directly with Jack and Laurel, everyone else in the house sees that. Everyone in the house sees how they play, and that reputation stays with them. Did they promise them they weren't going to go in again? Yes, I went fucking back and watched it because you wouldn't believe me. I fucking watched it, dude. Well, when did they promise I fucking watched it. It, he says it, it right. It, he says it right after they put their names up. It was literally right after. Yeah, and he also like Jay just straight up said, "Hey, I won't throw you in again," and they did. Like he just straight up did. It was like the okay. beginning of the, the next episode. It's funny because my thing was I, I feel like their issue this season, particularly the time they played. If we look at more in a vacuum, I didn't think they weren't aggressive enough early. I thought the first time they went up and tried to kind of and threw like Kim and Colleen up there. And didn't put up bananas and on, and you know, play a little bit softer. I think that was their issue because I think the way Jordan was framing it was like, oh, they should have just kind of kowtowed to the vets and you know, played nice with us because we're going to be around here for a while. I think they would have been better off if they had just gone jump off the jugular a little bit. Oh, early. I, well, I think should have just gone all the way in at the beginning and then not backstab yeah. someone in Jack and Laurel who, even though Laurel had more ties to vets, like she wasn't like it seems like Jack had some sway with Laurel. And so they could have just gone all in on their vet strategy. And I think the vets might not have liked it, but they would have at least respected them for playing the game and just going for it. I mean, it just, they were so wishy-washy. That was the problem. Like you can't say one thing yeah. and then do another and then change your mind and act all tentative. They could have thrown in bananas and Nani the first time, and then they threw them in the second time. Like, you just got to shit or get off the pot and make a decision here instead of being all over the place. And they were just all over the place. They just did not play a game that the veterans valued yeah. and respected. And I, I just think trying to do that would have been a bad idea. Trying to do what? Do a game, play a game that the veterans respected or valued. I think that would have no, been a bad because, idea. Like you can no, be more direct all, because, 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 Rob, they can play a game that the veterans value and respect by putting in Johnny initially. The veterans would would respect that. Yeah, that, that's not something and that they would disrespect. It's just the fact that they're go, they're backstabbing people back and forth, yeah. and no one can trust them. That's what they don't respect. Yeah, and, and because if there's anything that we've learned, that is not an effective strategy in this game. No, it's not. And here's a good example. Well, your here's a great example: free agents, Johnny Bananas and Johnny Riley. Johnny Bananas would throw him in. Johnny Riley would try to throw him in, and he would. You know, they went back and forth, and towards the end of the game, Bananas was like, hey, I at least respect you for sticking to your guns with your boy. And then at the end of the season, um, the next year, they kind of worked together a little bit. Why? Because Bananas at least appreciated that Riley stuck to his alliance and stuck to his guns. Exactly. And so I could see a scenario where Jay and Michelle do what you said. 
They throw in Johnny and Nani the first time. They throw in vet heavy hitters for that first time. They do it the second time that they're able to. And they end up going home. They're not wishy-washy. They are very matter-of-fact about the situation and say that, hey, we know that we're on the bottom of the veteran alliance. It is what it is. We think that this is our best chance to win. And they ultimately get sent home this week. And moving forward in future seasons, the veterans see that they're able to stick to their guns. They're someone that they can trust and they can work together moving forward. Mm -hmm. If Jay and Michelle come back, they have no trust with any of these people. They might be able to work with Nelson. They might be able to work with Bessie. But by and large, this cast as a whole will not trust them and will not work with them. We'll just, yeah, we'll just have to see what situation they come back. And I, one thing I thought was interesting, I, Michelle did like an Instagram live with Jay after the episode. And she had talked about how the show has portrayed, that, like the four that were put up there, so their pair and then Nelson Norris, Fessy and Mariah, and uh, Horatio and Olivia, they were all very, very tight throughout the season, she said. That that was actually the core four yeah. of that alliance. And we had wondered why um, they hadn't targeted Fessy and Mariah at all. I, I would think that would have been the reason why. Definitely. Um, so I think they may have had – it seemed like they may have actually had a little bit more of a foothold than I would have even expected to come again. I, again, I just think that they should have just – it's like putting Kim and Colleen up there was the one real glittering mark to me the second time around. And also, I mean, looking back on it too, like when Nelson and Norris were up there the first time, should they have – if they were going to eventually end up siding against Johnny and Nani and Jordan and East, they probably should have just done that from get-go too because they had power before Jay and Michelle, uh, Michelle did. If you know that you're going to do that, why not do it then? It, it doesn't make sense. Like if you know that you're going to have to yeah. turn on them, unless you can just make the argument that at that point in the time when they're, they came to power the second time, there were just weren't enough people. They had, they had to say their names. Yeah. But it was always going to get to that position, right? Yeah. Um, I don't I think know. It's but, a, I think it's, if you're going to reach, reach that point, especially a, what is that just the midpoint of the season, if you're going to have to reach that point, I think you're probably just better off moving in that direction from the beginning. Yeah, I agree. Because I think if you're, I think, if you're them, you're like you're kind of an underdog already. I think you have to kind of be willing to take a couple risks early on. Yeah, I agree. And I think the reason why both teams made the decisions that they did the first time that they came to power is they were playing not to lose. They were they yeah. wanted to make a decision that essentially wouldn't lose them the game immediately instead of making the decisions that would maximize their probability to win. Well, they have been better off just not winning those two missions, or you yes. think that they just would have been up yes. there anyways? I think they would have been better off for sure. I just feel like if most, if almost any other team wins those, though, that they're probably just directly in. I mean, not if Nelson or they Bessie were up, win. They... or potentially yeah, even but like they... yeah, potentially Devin. Well, we just saw that they were up there when Bananas and Nani won that um, that second week elimination. That they were in the mix already. I don't see how that would really change as time had gone forward. Yeah. Well, you know, to kind of circle the wagon back a second too, it's such an interesting contrast beha- between how the cast feels about Jay and Michelle versus Horacio and Olivia. They seem to really respect yes. their game and respect their performance. And it's like, we're going to keep throwing you in. And they're like, okay, we've, we've, we've picked our side. And so we're going to ride or die on this side until it's over with. They're not being shady. They're playing a straight up game with the people they're playing with. And I mean, Jordan was like glowing in his comments about Horacio towards the end of this episode. And so I think that if they want to come back, you know, and production brings them back, they will be in a much better position next season. Because even with the fact that they pick their side, they keep winning. They've won missions, they have won eliminations, and they keep coming back. They've uh, it's been three eliminations for them to this yep, point. They've right? won a, they've yeah. won a I mean, daily and three eliminations. I can won a daily. Yet, they did. Yeah, they did. When they win? Didn't they win one really early on? They won either episode one or Johnny, two. I can't or did they just come and really Raven close won, to winning no, two? No, no, no. John, Johnny and Raven won episode one, and then they came really close to winning the one. Yeah. But Anthony Johnny won. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with everything that you said. It shows that if they were to come back, I think the veterans are much likely to work with them in future seasons. They'll prop. They'll be in a much better spot in future seasons than they are now, and even though they've been in elimination so many times, two out of the three times, the veterans helped them so much that it made it almost impossible <laughs> yeah. for the other team to win. Yeah, and it's because yeah. they respect the game that they play, yep. and they can tell that they have potential, mm-hmm. and that's why they found themselves in the good position that they're in right now. Let's get into the larger conversation of 
this elimination, the veterans helping out Horacio and Olivia and essentially making it impossible or close to impossible for Jay and Michelle to win. We, I said it when Turbo was eliminated earlier this season. I said it when Beth was eliminated by Janae in All-Stars 3. We need to cut this shit out. I would I, I was happier than anyone that Jane Michelle went home and got their comeuppings. I think it, uh, I think it's I was, a worse show with them gone though, right? I was I was oh, hold on. We'll we'll get to that. I was overjoyed right. that uh, it actually happened because we we do get the culmination of their storyline and them going home and the narrative arc is complete of them trying to play both sides and making these wishy-washy agreements that they go back on. And it finally coming back to bite them in the end. I think that's a very clear narrative arc. Let's talk about crowd interference coming into play in the eliminations. And if we think that it's finally to the point where they need to do something about it. I think they need to do something about it. Uh, I don't think this should be the house versus another pair. I think this should be the pairs that are in elimination. Because, I mean, the thing is, too, is so much of the game already boils down to how it's getting up on a pair or two, right? So much of the mission, so much of the politics always ends up seemingly being one, a pair or two on the outside, and then everybody else getting up against them. And the elimination just puts the one way out of it. Like, Wes is yes. one way out on the ruins, or CT is one way out. He was the uh, the ugly duckling. So, I mean, what, what do you think the answer is? Is just production yells at them when they start, when they start interfering too much? Yeah. Tom, you can't do this shit. I, I completely agree with you. This is supposed to be the one time that you're able to overcome everything else that's going on in the house, and it comes down to your ability. And that's not what's happened multiple times in in recent past. And I think that they just need to police it better. You could, because the thing is, you could like bubble them, or like you know, you could siphon them off. They can't watch it all. You could bubble them, where I don't know, you do something where like they're they're able to see it, but they're separated from the actual elimination and stuff, but you, but you want the cast interacting, like the reason why we love so much, like the Benedict Royal elimination or um, like the Hellraiser elimination between Hunter and Georgia and Chase and Ashley is to crowd and in being involved in that elimination to a degree. So I don't, wouldn't want to take that away. I just think you have, you, you can find a way where they, you just, I guess, I just think you just yell at them if they, yeah, just, I was about to say, if, just, if, have if TJ, it, if it gets... just have TJ blow the horn and say, Hey, y'all shut the fuck up up there. All right, start back. If it, if it gets to the point where, whatever someone in the crowd is doing is benefiting one of the participants or multiple of the participants in the elimination. If it's benefiting them, you need to tell them to get the fuck out of there. Just take them out of there. You got to just toss them out. Yeah. Just yeah, chuck them. You got to go. Just eject them. You can eject them. You can disqualify them for the next mission. You can do so many things. Think about the loosey goosey stuff, like on double agents when they got mad at the guys cast, for not trying to do in the mission when the girls all like actually be cute themselves. And, fell off the rock or whatever they were on. Um, like so, they, they penalized them for so much less infractions than this. So both of you are of the belief that they should do something about yes. it at this point, that it's gotten to that point? Okay. It's gone too because far. Because I, like, I, I feel like when Beth and Janae had their elimination in All-Stars 3, that you guys weren't necessarily there yet, right? Um, I... Well, I, I told my position on this has stayed somewhat consistent. My my stance is just like I don't progress the cast for doing it. Like I, yeah, I, I not didn't at all. Mind that, yeah, yeah, I didn't mind that MJ helped her out. And my thing is just like this has kind of always been how it's been. Well, that doesn't mean it's good necessarily. Things are supposed to change sometimes for a reason. So that's, yeah, I, I if they certainly if they made it if they made some efforts to get rid of this, I would not yeah. be. At and all I think this actually crying. might be an aberration this season because you know I know the turbo elimination was similar, but. For like the puzzle ones they've done besides this one, they've kept, they've positioned the puzzle so that the cast can't really see it. And so they can see them competing, but they can't really tell what the puzzle is. And so, I mean, this isn't like Gauntlet 3 where Frank's trying to help Katie win, you know. <laughs> you know like it's just not, it's not it's that. The, the other thing, too, is like usually it's a worse outcome when the house pride doesn't come back, right? Like I would have liked her to stick around for another episode or two to see what would have happened if he had hung around in the house. I mean, let's play this out. Let, let's say that Jane and Michelle win, Olivia, Olivia and Horacio go home. I mean, I don't know. They're still in the same exact position. No, nothing really changes. Nothing this, changes. Has, well, this, has, this, has, this has to happen sooner or later. And I think this was 
a good way for them to go out. Let me put it this way. As, uh, Jay and Michelle stuck around goes. way longer than I expected them to. So I guess even their shitty game, they still hung around. I mean, this is like a little bit longer than we expected them to, right? Because we thought all of all of the rookies would go home. And Arasio still it was either gonna be, And then it was going to be Amber B mm-hmm. or... Or them. Jay and Michelle. Yeah. And so, so how many they stuck around a little now? bit longer. This is I mean, what, we're only halfway eight? through the... We're halfway, we're halfway through, the, through the fucking season. You know, this is about where we thought we thought it was going to be like 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 six, right? I thought so it two was, episodes off. I thought it was going to be like episode four or five. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. they they've gone a little bit more than than they they overachieved sure. compared to what I thought they would do, but they're exactly where we thought they would be. It's just they hung around a little bit longer because they won three missions. So, eh. yeah, and they were, they were friends with Nelson. They they won two and no, they had Nelson win two, so they had a good friend in the cast. I, I do think that um, I'm gonna talk about this a little bit last week, just like Nelson and Reese coming up and winning two. I just think some of this is a little bit more rare. Like I, I don't think Nelson's actual challenge capabilities deserve that he. How many did he lose in a row before he won like one? Fifty, like fifty some. <laughs> like I don't think he's actually that bad. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah, and he's not good enough yeah. to win two two in a season. Yeah, I think there's a regression to the mean there. Yeah. You know but one thing about I, Nel- I think so. here's one thing about Nelson that bothers me. It, it's very clear that in his confessionals they coach the fuck out of him. Like it is so unnatural when Dirty Thirty happened and he said the needy greedy line or whatever season that was. I think it was Dirty Thirty. It's final reckoning. It was final okay, reckoning. Final reckoning. That's probably why I blocked it out. But on final reckoning, when he did the needy greedy line, it came across naturally just Nelson being an idiot. And the way he said it in this one is it was like they fed him the line so they could film it because he didn't put any, like, there was no, like, it just felt real phony. Is he like, is he like Coach the third time around where Coach knew too much about Coach, so he was leaning in a bit too much? No, Coach was at least still funny. Yeah. Right? He he, he at least was still. I still find him funny. Inter- Nelson? I don't know, dude. If, at this point in time, I joked around about it in an episode earlier from this season that Nelson reads from cue cards. If you found out that he reads from cue cards, would you be surprised? After this episode, we know no, that's happened because, I mean, seriously. Well, we know that's happened in the past, not with him specifically. Uh, we're not with him at all, actually, but we know that other cast members have basically, like, somebody, I think it might have been Wes, talked about, like, the production, like, had him work with other cast members and, like, give them little instructional things. That's good. Yeah. That's and and good. as they, they should. should do that. <laughs> is it good? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I think, I think he, he, they should have him coach them up, right, and be like, uh, sure, sure, be, be like, but, this is what makes for a good confessional. This is what you want to talk about. This is kind of like how you can let your personality I, I play up he, a little bit more. I think, that, I think they should have someone that does that professionally. Like that's their yeah. job. This is what this is. I just twenty to thirty percent of the show comes from confessionals. I think that they uh, should do sure, whatever I, they can I, to well, make that content as good as possible. Well, my take was just they should bring on people who are better personalized. They don't need cue cards from Wes saying, Here, sure. here's... Well, we all agree on that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Kenny, that, that was more Kenny was did this from. great podcast once where he talked about after his first season, he realized the key to being recast over and over again was to do great confessionals. Because if you can look into a camera and you can pitch what's going on and you can be funny and you can make light of things going on in the house... They're going to bring you back because confessionals make up so much of the airtime of an episode. Like it's what helps drive the narrative around what's happening. So if you are really good at confessionals, they're going to cast you again. See Anissa. I don't particularly love Anissa, but the reason they keep casting her is, well, she's got a lot of friends in production, but it's also because her confessional, she helps drive narratives really well. It's why they cast Jimmy so freaking much is the same reason for stuff like that. I cast whom? Jimmy. Oh, you said Jimmy. I'm like, who, who is Jimmy? I don't even know who Jimmy cracked corn, Rob. Oh, that's who it is. No, no, Jimmy. Sorry, I'm tired. I've been um, moving. My back hurts. My IT band needs to be rolled it's out. It's funny. It's funny that it feels like Anissa and Jordan, we've got as much background into like why they're such a great pair as much as anybody when they're by far the pair that makes me sense as a parent. I'm not, I, I'm going to say this, and I don't want anybody to interpret this as mean. But I think the challenge editors did the perfect job of illustrating the two members of this team. They cut to Jordan in his ugly shirt with his little half mullet thing on the bike. And then they cut to Anissa sitting at a table eating. 
<laughs> um, it was funny because at one point you you called Anissa like I feel like it, even the couch because people got mad at me when you called her the cockroach the challenge. I just find it funny that Jordan called. Can you explain why? Because no matter how many times you try to kill her, she keeps coming back. Okay, I, I just need you to say that because people got mad at me last time you said that. I don't um, I mean it in a mean way. Her. It's a funny way to illustrate her career. Like, just when you think, oh, they'll never bring Anissa back, here she comes. It's true. It's true. Total madness, man. Anissa is back in the fold. She tears uh, her knee to pieces, and where is she? She's back on the show again. Because <laughs> Jordan called themselves the cockroaches of the season. I'm like, oh, wow, he's, maybe he's been watching the show. Maybe they're listening uh, to us. I'm just saying. It's, it's, you know, it's a trendy thing to do. But by the way, we got another zero burger from Kenny. Do we think something comes out that he's like, you know, a secret Illuminati member and they found out while they were filming the show and that's why he's not allowed to be here doing anything or is he just that boring? Do you think it's gotten to the point where they don't even have him come in for a confessionalist? They're just like, Whatever. we're good. <laughs> well, they, they've literally, <laughs> I mean, they're so invisible this season. It's so, I mean, I'm happy about it. First of all, for the record, I'm really happy that I don't have to listen to Casey bore me to death throughout the episode, but like, they're not even showing us like Nani and Casey having a date night. Thank God. Wow. But like, and it just goes to show that without those four storylines, she really doesn't bring anything to the show other than she can make it to the no. end. Like she's she's like paint drying on this episode or in this whole season. Guess what the last episode of Kenny had a confessional was? Three. Seven. Six. Oh, it's three. He They're had one long. in six when they were in elimination, didn't they? I didn't. I didn't have him written down as one when he when they were up for elimination. I, they, he talked at one point because he talked in the interrogation, so he can't speak. But I don't. I yeah. did not have him down. That's what you remember is he spoke a sentence during the interrogation. <laughs> that is. That is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of hope they're the next pair to go. Not even really any ill will towards them, but it, they 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 are team with some equity in the house just because who they have relationships with, and they're just such a they're just such a waste of space. That's why I didn't get why you guys thought that they were in trouble to go home early. Well, they were up for eliminations. Yeah, I, pretty, I, I, pretty much everyone my, in the house has been up for an elimination. Who hasn't been up for an elimination? This format works against them. That's why I thought they might be gone sooner. Is because I feel like they are a weak overall team. Not that Casey is weak, but that the two of them together are a weaker pair. What have they done in the dailies? Like jack shit. They've been at the bottom of like all of these dailies. No, they almost won. So, they almost won the first one that they were in when they came back. I don't even remember that, the to be honest there. with you. I really don't. The one where they, they like I... swung on the rope, you know, like. Sure, I'll take your word for it. The one that. I got nothing. They're all the fucking okay, well, same. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so my my take was just I feel like all these like teams that we consider the the chosen few of this season. I feel like they were the weakest, and I feel like when one of these what are you talking about the teams, chosen few? What the, what the just fuck? Just the ones is that? that we think have all the power. They have all the power in the house. Yeah, but that still like, like puts them pretty high up <laughs> if oh, they're so part like, of that group. Really, my point was just if one of these outsider teams won and they targeted that group, I think they were the weakest. So I think if one of them goes home, it's, it's going to be them. You said something last time, and I definitely think it's very true, that I think this is less a season of alliances, and it's more so the personal alliances that you have, right? Yeah. It's like... You just need good personal connections. The people that you're closest with aren't necessarily... So like if... Uh, let, let's say, let, let's say if uh, Casey is closest with Fessy, etc., that doesn't necessarily mean the people that Casey is closest with are the same people that Fessy is also closest with. Oh, oh true. Because like Nelson and Jay had been targeting Casey to some level, and then we know that Fessy is. It seemed like Fessy's primary relationship is more with Jay and with Nelson, but that he would not be targeting Casey if he was in a powerful position. Exactly. And yeah. I definitely think we've seen that pour out, and I think that's probably the way it's going to continue, unless we knew that it would we happen. Have, we, we have to we, talk about this, yeah. We, we knew that they wouldn't be able to help themselves, or at least I said that they wouldn't be able to help themselves. We're going to get a twist next week. I swear to fucking God, if they go to individuals or make it so that four teams aren't going into the draw, like, help me God. 
What what do you, so what is your I, what is your I projection think, on what it's going to be? I think they're going to throw in whoever finishes last automatically into elimination or automatically into the draw. Okay. I, I could I could be fine with that. I so the episode is called Split Decision. We we don't know that. And we know in a little preview for next week TJ says that the winning teams have some outsized power. This is the exact same verbiage, not the same episode title, but the same sort of explanation that were given. When on Bloodlines, they went to the blue team versus God the red team, and it ruined this. And it ru- it ruined the season. It was a horrendous format. It was, I, I mean, second graders could have designed a more cohesive gameplay format than that was, where it just didn't even make sense for teams to win on certain days. Yeah, and- um, so that that would be my fear. I don't really know. I'm trying to think of what else it could be if that's the case. The only thing that gives me hope is when they flash to the daily, the same teams were working together. So we'll, we're going to yeah. hope. Well, I think it occurs after the daily. I think this split, whatever this hat, whatever this split is, occurs after. Oh, God, I hope not. Because, I mean, let's be real. This season's not perfect, but it's been pretty dang good. Like, I've really it's, enjoyed this season. And if they do this, it's going to fucking ruin it. It's They're finally to the point where they really have to make start making tough choices. And if they're going to blow this up now, all of this was for fucking nothing. Pretty much nothing. Because, I mean, we just, we just look at how Nelson Cleet didn't want to throw Amber B in, but he felt like he had to, and that caused enough of a fish where she and she just went yeah. straight in because they got upset at each other. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, my, my preference would certainly be that they... It, it, I would be... If they add, like, a last place goes in and then something changes slightly with how people vote in, I'd find that. I'd be okay with that. But to go to team... If they go back to the team's form of that bloodline used, that would be moronic. There would be no defense of that. We all know that didn't work when it happened. Because let, let, let's play this out a little bit. Let's say that Kenny and Casey win next week. Who are the pairs that they're throwing in here? They're going to throw in... They're going to throw in Arasio and Olivia. Well, are they? Are they? Is she going to throw an Amber B? Would she? Yes, she might. See, that's what I mean. We're already like at a tough decision. They're going to throw in Arasio and Livia. I think they're going to throw. I in think Nelson, Nelson and Nuri's have done enough. They're going to throw in Nelson and Nuri's, and they're probably going to throw in Devin and Tori. Oh, they might throw. What, what about Anissa and Jordan? They're not going to throw in Anissa. I think they. Uh, they would put it in. They would put Anissa and Jordan in to have Devin and Tori. I'm sure. That's what I mean. See, relationship with them. It's a tough call. People, be, people have to start shooting at each other. And if we blow up this format now, it's fucked. This format made I, for this format made for a bad start to the season. And I think it had the ability, and I said this the last time we recorded, that it has the ability to make for a good end of the season. And if they're gonna just throw it all away now, like what the fuck? Yeah, we'll we'll see what they end up doing. If you had to put uh, if you had to put money down on it, what would you put money down on? I just don't know. I'm just trying to read the clues that have been given to us. I really I, I can't bring my head to think they would do the bloodlines from this format again. That was such a disaster. I mean, I think they did they it, and it just makes no sense. It was a disaster at one point. It just makes no sense to anyone with a functioning brain. It just does, like there's just no way you can explain that to like, oh, this is going to make uh, you know interesting gameplay. This is going to make you actually want to watch missions and going forward. But I but get the fact is call a split decision. We know that the teams get power. We understand that seemingly this twist is on a chrono until after the mission happens. I'm just struggling to see what else this could be. What if you can switch pairs? God, I hope. Yeah, not. I mean, I, I could do. I mean, that's better than something else. Um, I mean, that would really throw things out of whack too. From a, a mission perspective, my, my phone's of course about to die. One one issue I've been having people, I apologize, is my phone battery has been depleted towards like 35 percent of what it was before and it also won't charge with the usb port it only charge with those like cordless chargers so i'm just leave it lying around for most of it. i can't even access Sounds it. like rob needs a new phone it's been a just got this fucking thing it's not even that old what is it i got it last, last december did you did you try like cleaning out like the the port you done compressed air I've in done the a port thanks seriously huh I haven't done compressed air. Do compressed air in the no, port. No, you gotta you gotta get like a. Don't do the toothpick because like you can damage the metal. You can damage. I know the you gotta do it carefully though. Take it in and have them do what? it for you. You gotta get one of the uh, like a paper clip. And Who's like them? Clean it out. The Apple geniuses. You can have them do it. You can, you can have your grandma do it. I'm sure she'd yeah. probably handle it. Uh, do they actually know what they're doing? The Apple geniuses. I always get the idea that they're just some like people they hired up off the street. There's no, they're with them no credibility. They go through a lot of training. My sister actually works in Apple corporate, and she really? used to run. She used to assistant manage an Apple store in Charlotte, and they go through a lot of training for that job. 
there are people the people at the front of the store they're just the talking head they're like nerds in the back that do all the actual work Okay, interesting. I always got the idea that this was just some jabrones. They no, they have actual like, like real technicians that go through a lot of training that do that work. In- interesting. Okay, it's not like the I Best Buy. G- Genius, what is so it? What, what is it? The far. Best Buy. Uh, what do they call them? Geek squad. The Geek Squad. Yes, yeah, it's not the Geek no. Squad. Those people are a joke. Sorry to any Geek Squad members that are listening. Could I become an Apple Genius, or is that a step too far? You would have to take a massive pay cut. Okay. How much do you think they make? I have a guess. Oh, I know how much they make. I have a guess. Well, it depends Rob, on the area, guess. I would assume. Yeah, it is based on region. Oh, well, there's no point to guessing then. Um, well, anything's based on like, region. Like, if you're in the like mid-Atlantic like, region, 50. That's what I was going to say, like 55? Like where I, where I am? Yeah. Well, maybe not D.C., so but like box. Charlotte. Because mid Atlantic, yeah, you have to specify mid Atlantic. If you're in DC, Northern Virginia is not mid Atlantic. Northern Virginia is just Northern Virginia. It's just its own thing. It's 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 its own economy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last piece of information that we need to talk about before we leave. What we saw in the trailer for episode nine that will air next Wednesday. Jordan Jordan and Tori getting mad because Jordan starts hooking up with Nuri's. This is gonna be good. This 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 was gonna break at some point, right? I mean, just clearly based on the, the what had been going on this season, I just said there was no chance that they were just gonna be sympathetic all the way through. Like, I, I don't want to speak on their own personal lives because we only know so we only know so much. But it's, speak on their personal lives, Rob. <laughs> so, so so it very much appears from what we've we've been told that Jordan broke up with Tori, and Tori I think it said as much as she didn't want to break up when they did, and it took her a long time to recover from that. Um, it just seems, I just feel like Jordan's kind of a wild Bronco that's not going to be tamed in certain ways and it's going to cause some problems. Yeah. There's more to that story, but you know, it is what it is. All right. Yeah, I mean, Do we think this will actually affect gameplay or no? No. No, not at all. I just unless, I, I just, she's just, unless the fundamental structure of the game changes, then it has the potential. I guess to, that's but true. The, way, the way that it's construct, currently constructed, no. Because because my thing was just she wouldn't put any sand exactly yeah but I thought that that changes and the one thing is if this is like some pair gets to choose who to pick I mean I'm sure any female partner would love to have Jordan as a partner right so other than anybody but a lot of people would what do you think the most likely outcome for the shakeup of the game next week is if, if you had to well, put talk about down. it a little bit I, I just don't I just don't try to receive I, I is it like whoever wins can decide to just Take take their portion of the money and walk off like they did on Are You the One. I think they're built at this I, point. I'm I don't know what it's going to be because who the fuck knows with these people. But my hope is is that if you come in last place, you're automatically going in, and then the other you know there's no more safe dagger shit. It's like there's four teams that get called in. One team that loses automatically goes in, and then they're going to choose one of the other three. I, I mean, like we saw in All Stars three that they shook up the format mid season. That's they they actually went the opposite of that, where they started out last place was going in, and the tribunal would pick who would go in against them, and they switched to a male female alternating format where um, you were picking you like it, it was you were picking one person, they were picking somebody to take in with them. So I, I think to, to that type of switch is very likely on the table. What if the shakeup is that Iona comes in as a mercenary? And Ayana and Tech show up. I'd be all about that. It would be hilarious, but uh, I don't think it would be a great mercenary elimination. Well, they'd have to be coming in elimination. They just let Darrell and Veronica and Jordan and Issa just walk on. Yeah. Well, what if it's a Greek salad eating contest? (laughs) (laughs) A Greek salad stealing contest. It's like hidden around the hidden around the zone. You have to find out where they are. I think the more likely Uh, scenario of that would be like the mercenaries coming in would be like Derek and Jody or Brad and Jody or something like that. I don't think that's happening. I mean, I don't think that's happening. But I don't think anyone thinks it's going to be a mercenary. They really blew up. They really blew up by not just biting the bullet and having Polly and Kara show up. They really did. They should have. I mean. I, I saw something really interesting, though, that basically said, like, if Carr would just stop putting stupid shit on Instagram, and this was a quote from Wes. Yeah. If Carr would quit putting stupid shit on Instagram, she'd already be back on the show. 
Yeah, I, I saw that too. I saw that. I saw. I didn't get directly from him, but I saw like a pink rose. Some of the actual inside sources on there was just like the reason why Jordan was left back on and playing Carter Haven yet is Jordan plays nice production and doesn't post dumb stuff on social media anymore. And Polly and Kara are very difficult to deal with in production, from what we've been told. At least Kara is, and then continue to post dumb stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. Yep, I could definitely see that. So, I did get the full scoop though on you know, what happened with the total madness thing, but I don't necessarily know we should talk about it on air. <laughs> what total madness thing? Why Polly um, didn't make it. Cause he oh, went, he and Cara were going and then Polly got pulled and then Cara said she wasn't going without Polly. So they were like, all right, bye. I feel like we all kind of, we all kind of know what happened there. To some kind of, but it was more than that. It, it apparently involved the reunion for the previous season, World of the Worlds 2. Oh, well, we, yeah. I think that's pretty common. Is it common knowledge? Okay. So basically I'll just say it then. Um, allegedly, allegedly, um, the night of the reunion, Polly was flying high off the rails on Coke. And the whole little shimmy dance and all that stuff is him high on blow. And the cast apparently got super rattled because he was being erratic and they had to really edit that reunion because Polly was just so off the rails. And then at the after party afterwards, he was making a lot of the cast feel super uncomfortable. And then when that Instagram video hit, that was kind of like the, hey, we don't want this motherfucker coming because we just don't know what we're getting with him. Like, we're actually kind of scared for his mental stability at this point. And so I don't... People claimed he, quote-unquote, failed his psych exam. I, I, I heard that it was just the cast... There, there's really no way wor- we can have The, the cast was that. really worried about him coming because of the way he had acted at the reunion, and then he did that bizarre Instagram post. So... I mean, so I think... So basically what, how the story's been pitched is everyone has talked about Bracely from when it happened, that the rest of the cast... Who knows what the rest of the cast consists of? It yeah. could have been two people. It, it could have been, been seven. Who knows how many? Of them bananas actually. and one other person for all we know. Because so much, because so much of the world was to cast to go back and look at it. It basically just isn't casted on seasons anymore for one reason or another. Uh, but the, it's wildly said that a lot of them got together and said, "Told production, we're not going if Paulie's going," and then production decided Paulie's not going to go. Why they did that? I mean, of course, Cara and Polly say that it's because they didn't want to have to compete with Polly and Cara anymore since they've kind of ran the past couple of seasons. And then people from the opposite side say that Polly's just too much of a wild card and they don't want to have to interact with them around the house. So there's differing opinions on, on what their reasons are for that. I'm sure it's a multifaceted issue. But that that has been said for a while, that the rest of the cats got together based on its actions on the reunion. But they were close. They literally were... They were this. I mean, he, he, close. he was on the documentary. They were this close to he, he being on, on Ride or Dies. This close. He was. He was on the documentary, so it seems like there's been some bridge that's been made. Do you want, do you want to do power rankings real quick before my phone decides to explode? Yep. Let's do them. I mean, you I don't think fucking, it's changing from last Rob, week. Rob, you got to turn. You got to turn off all notifications on your phone before we get on. I did. Why the fuck are you going black then? Because it tells me low power mode is initiated because the battery is too low. Yeah, you can't. I don't know if you can get rid of that one. You can't. You can pull, You can figure out how to charge your phone while we're doing this. He just needs well, to I, get I, a new I told phone. you it doesn't. The USB doesn't work. That's and what I'm saying. You got to figure that out. You got to figure that out. I That's just want you to do. take it to the Apple Store so that they can go. What the fuck have you been doing to this phone? Like really? Like what? It's a year fuck? old. <laughs> I just. Don't, I just don't know how much I trust Apple geniuses. All right. Uh, sure, we can do power rankings. I'm not writing them down, but All right. go ahead and start. Okay. I still have Tori and Devin one. Um, I don't know. I guess the one thing you worry about with Nelson and Norris now is if they're just going to be the, the team we have some excuse to throw in for the rest of these power teams. So I, I think I, I feel good about them being number one. I can still say I don't feel great about anybody else. I, I think I still go Nelson Reese two, Johnny ninety three, and Tessie Mariah four. But that, I'm not confident at all in that setup. I'm gonna do Tori Devin one again, Banani two. I'll go Fessy and Mariah three, and then Jordan and Nisa four, just because I think those are the four teams in the final. I don't feel great about. Nelson and Norris anymore. They're as good as I did coming out of last week. I think the people that I would have as a top three in no particular order are Tori and Devin, Bessie and Mariah, and 
Johnny and Nani, probably. What order I would have them. I guess I would go Tori and Devin, Fessy and Mariah, and then Johnny and Nani. I think what Fessy said to Nelson this episode in the conversation that they had before the mission is kind of what I had suspected. And it's kind of what Narice hinted at when they were doing their swimming workout that Nelson has a lot of relationships in the house and he's friends with seemingly almost everyone that's left. But there are a lot of other people that he has those relationships with that have people that are closer to them Mm -hmm. than Nelson. Which it's just to see how that fares out. It was a really weird stretch from he and Jay to like put bananas and Nani up for elimination, but then not actually just throw them in directly. Yeah, right. That was really stupid. On like that part. I just feel like if 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 you're gonna say you're not on the same side as them, they should just be your number one target. Mm-hmm. It, 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 so that that was. Hey, hey, I wish we got more of an explanation for why he put in Amber B and Johnson. Was it just an emotional decision, or was it like something yeah. he and bananas because agreed Devin, to? Devin wanted it to happen. Yeah. Yeah, like what it was. I, Devin was doing this puppet stringing the whole thing. I'm just curious if Bananas and Nani had some agreement they reached with him that we didn't see, and that's why they didn't get put in. Because I just it just doesn't make sense at all to me. To even from Devin's perspective, okay, great. Amber's talking badly about you. You know what? So is everybody else in the house. I just don't hear about it about anybody else. Uh, that that they wouldn't just put Bananas and Nani or Jordan and East directly in, yeah. and then Bananas and Nani get thrown in by Darrell. Well, to close the loop on Jay and Michelle played a stupid sloppy game. They went from Bananas and Nani going, wow, I think we owe Jay and Michelle one for not putting us in to them throwing them in the next time. But then they didn't throw them in. Like, it just, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again next week when we talk about Ride or Dies, Episode 9. Have a good weekend.